see pro people, they can see a bit of the action. That's beautiful, wow, look at that copper. Yeah. Um, there's a bit of copper going around because um, the owner, she lives in uh, Chile for a couple of years. Yeah. So she loves the copper and introducing that with the walls and all that. Um, so the kitchen, kind of open kitchen. Just simple, well-designed kitchen. Um, basically what we're trying to do is uh, American food to the level yep. I grew up. Yep. So I think uh, that's what it is. Uh, that's I think what I feel like I have to give to Melbourne. Right. The uniqueness, uh, home-style cooking. Yeah, yeah. okay. And we've got a backyard, it's nearly finishing. Nice. The project there. So of the, of the back row, is about 30 people. Here in front with that table is another 50. And we've got a private room upstairs. That's for you. Just now a signature on the top square there. And your first name is sorry? Daniel. Harris, thanks Mark. Thank you. I'll show you upstairs because that's my private my favorite room. <laughs> um, what was this before? Apparently it was an Italian restaurant for 25 years. Oh wow, okay. I like this um sizal carpet, it's beautiful. Yeah. So this is like a function. Oh yeah, it's wow. It's another side of the the restaurant. That, that's amazing. That yeah, it looks really good. I, I, I love the colors. And, um, probably this is the first restaurant I work. I work in, I opened the first Peruvian restaurant in Carlton when it used to be the chaos. Yes. I opened with these boys from Rockpool, Amovida. And I was running the kitchen with Blair Williams, another chef that works around the city as yeah. well. Um, but it does, that restaurant wasn't as, um, how can I say, the budget was just minimum. Let's open something unique. We love it. And then I jumped into Harley House, which um, I opened it as a Mexican first. Mm. Mexican Chinese, that's what they wanted to do. Mexican Chinese? Yes. Is that a thing? Uh, <laughs> no, I think one of the guys used to live in California. Okay. Just next door to the Chinatown. Okay. Mexicali, Chinesca. So Chinatown was called a, you want to grab something to eat? Let's go to La Chinesca. Okay. So the name was there. So we ran that for only six months. And, right. and then uh, there was a little bit of confusion with customers because they were selling the place as a bar. Right. But they wanted good food. So there was a misunderstanding there. So sales dropped. I went to Peru to work for a couple months. And when I come back, I convinced them to open a Peruvian restaurant. Mm. And until today, they're still running my, my, my menu. And uh, it's, a, it's not a Peruvian restaurant anymore, but it's like a Pisco bar. Yeah, where's the real estate? Sorry? Uh, uh, Halley House. Oh, Halley House. Uh, uh, it's Exhibition and Collins, the corner. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Um, and this is the third one. But probably this one is what I was saying before. This is the one they feels it was designed for South American food. Okay. This is the first one. I never worked at Pastuso. Obviously, that restaurant was designed to be a Peruvian restaurant. Yes. Uh, but for me, this is the first one, a restaurant with proper design to do South American food, especially the three bottom ones. Okay. Um, yeah, but um, if we want to go downstairs and talk yeah. about it. Yeah, um, yeah. And when you say that, um, oh gosh, let's see. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, you were saying you want to do the food to the level of what you grew up with. What did you mean by that? Well, look, I've been cooking for the last 24 years. 
Yeah. I'm 44, and uh, I've been. Uh, I left the country first because I want to get checked. Yeah. There wasn't any. There wasn't any chance for me to be a chef uh, back in Lima when I was young, 15, 16, 17. And um, so it was seen as a bad thing to be a chef when I was young. Yeah. Uh, my parents never supported me all that. So as soon as I turned 18, uh, I managed to, to get a, a visa, which was really hard for a Peruvian in those years. Mm. It was hard, hard. Terrorism was like a big... Uh, Corruption. Peru was just the country that nobody wants. Yeah. Uh, and um, but I managed, with the help of my father, to study um, English in in UK. So he helped me, and um, so I went there with a plan to live there and become a chef, study and work. But then after three months, um, a good friend called me here, called me here to to visit, and as soon as I arrived here, I step my first step, I just go. Wow, this is amazing. I want to take it. Yeah. The way that everything was different. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so I never went back to UK. I was having courses halfway and all that. Uh, and here, as soon as I arrived, I just live in Sydney. I started working in Italian, French restaurants. So I was working probably Italian, French, Japanese. I done everything. And if you ask me in those years when I was 20, 21, what kind of restaurant you would own in the future, Straight away would be French. Straight away, yes. and my second option would be probably Italian. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Straight away. But then I work in massive groups and good restaurants in Melbourne and Sydney. And probably the last one I just did was Rockpool for eight years. So we opened in two thousand six, um, and I finished in the end of two thousand thirteen. And mm. that one, the opportunity came to open Piqueos mm. at the end of two thousand thirteen. And. Uh, so I done everything, and what happened in, in my last three years of Rockpool, um, I was thinking about it, what I want to do with the rest of my cooking life, 20, 25 more years, what I really want to do. And I start connecting the, the happiness time of my life. Like, uh, I love hospitality, I love it. It's, it's the only thing I know, and I know that it's the only thing I would do until my hands probably doesn't allow me to cook. Yeah. But... It's a hard thing to do. Oh, yes. It is a hard thing to do. Um, the new generation now complains a lot and made me realize that actually they're contributing for me to think. They, they, they. But so I start connecting those last three years, what I would like to do for the rest of my life, another restaurant, another group. There was option to move to another group, from the Rockwell group to the Cumulus group, yeah. about to Sydney, to the Maryland group. So there always was options out there. Yes. But I just start thinking about what in my life made me happy with food. Mm. And that was those, those years when I remember from six, seven, eight, I remember those years the food was just happiness. And I come with a very um, broken family. So my mom, my dad, all my family was not united at all. But when it came to food, a transformation just happened in these families. Everybody sit on a big table, grandmother was cooking and I saw something then just made me happy which food just allowed these people to be happy talk about food for an hour two hours on Christmas on uh, Easter on birthdays um, so all that started coming back to me and I go wow that, that was the pure clean remembering of food 
touching people's emotions and putting aside all the negative and just and I love that and I said I want to cook that yeah I want to come back to that so that means cooking against South American food which I was disconnected for 20 years yeah yeah 20 years so how did you go about reconnecting uh, it was hard because first when I said to Rockpool after a year I'm leaving they said are you crazy I was in a very high high salary I was running the waiting room as a head chef I just won the best bar menu and then they sold that one to Crown because they're gonna open Rosetta mm. the part in America didn't allow to have many the waiting room Rosetta he just want only concentrate new on restaurants mm. so they sold that one and I, I jumped myself into Rosetta so I was working at Rosetta restaurant the Italian one um, but they told me you're crazy because you started from the bottom and now you're high uh, and I go it sounds crazy on the by listening what I'm saying but here it seems to be the right thing to do mm. so it was hard at the beginning uh, from this salary to this salary uh, from the latest equipment, being supported with a massive group to only a team of five people. So it was hard, but yeah. I was doing what I would love to do. Yeah. Introducing the first um, beef heart anticuchos was unbelievable. So oh, I'm gonna order only four kilos, me and Bleu. So people will love it. It's the first time we're introducing this into Melbourne. Um, and what's funny, because the first time when we ordered it, they gave us the beef heart for free. <laughs> big, wow, big meat saying, oh, we'll give you for free five kilos back and we start cooking and everybody start loving it because we marinated uh, with spices it's the African the African connection between Peru you know it's in the old days the Spanish used to cut eat the prime cuts and they just left the insides mm. so the the, the people they the, the, the came from Africa just to do the hard work labor they grab those pieces so they have to marinate it in the African way with vinegars and spices for one day and, and kind of uh, tender the meat and then they cook it on charcoal because that was in those days the most affordable way to cook so uh, and we start sending a lot of people loving it so the second time we order 10 kilos of beef heart they charge us yeah yeah <laughs> of course <laughs> two, do- two dollars a kilo yeah it was two dollars a kilo I, I remember wow. um, but uh, yeah it was hard but all that went on the side when I started introducing ceviche, sashimi style, Japanese style, the anticucho, the beef heart. We start making those things, then, then it's breakfast, a staple in South America, corn cakes and, and, and uh, a different way to cook corn and then wrap it up in banana leaf and steam it. Um, and obviously we, we serve a lot of steaks because Something about that, the first restaurant because that everybody loved uh, steak. Mm. We all came from a steakhouse, barbecuing okay. was yeah. a passion for us. Uh, so we put a lot of steaks on the menu. But all that year, because I was there for a whole year, it was just amazing. It yeah. was just amazing to see finally something that has been in my head for years. Yeah. On a busy service at Rockpool, all I was thinking is, I want to do ceviche, I want to do anticuche. And it was happening, and I was wow. This is an, an emotion thing, you know. Feel feeling was just hard to explain. But opening the first Peruvian restaurant in Melbourne is just something that nobody's gonna take that away from me. Yeah. yeah. So, 
Alejandro at Pastuso, yes. is that a, it's a bit different then, is it? You don't think that's... Look, uh, I met Alejandro, I follow Alejandro, I was, I'm a, I am his big fan. Yeah. Because in those three years, I started researching a lot. Mm. I believe the chef I know is smart or got a great job because they just grow up smart. Chefs they are doing it and making it in this city is because they invest a lot of time researching, studying, traveling, eating. Mm. Uh, so in those years I was researching a lot um, about Alejandro, or not really Alejandro, but researching where is the best Peruvian restaurants. In. And, and it came to the Internet Morena, Alejandro restaurant in Surrey Hills. Mm. So I started looking at the menu and I go, wow, it's amazing, beautiful restaurant. And then uh, when we opened Piqueos, uh, I want to introduce you to us. Um, Hi. Hello. Ah, I met you. Yeah, we said to the other day. Yeah. 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 Nice we'll stay there on us. Hi. <laughs> no, just having a little Hi. interview. Hello, yeah. I came in. That's right, you know. You too. Hi. So I was inspired and, oh, wow, it's happening. It's happening already in, in, in Sydney, but yeah. nothing here. So this is my chance to introduce something. Mm. But when we opened Piqueos, um, Alejandro came six months later. Right, yeah. He came, he knocked the door, hi, my name is Alejandro, and I go, I've seen it before, I want <laughs> a picture on the internet. Yeah. And he introduced himself, said, yeah, I own a restaurant in, a, in Sydney, and um, I think he came just to see how it was, and we become friends, and until today we are friends. Yeah, good. Um, and then, three months later, because we know the all the owners of San Telmo, really well. They explained to us, guys, uh, we're thinking about opening a Peruvian restaurant, um, and we're thinking about Alejandro. You invited to the first dinner. This was like a tasting dinner mm. at San Telmo, so we went to that dinner. Yeah. And I met Alejandro a little bit more. We, it, the food was so beautiful. I was so happy that actually we're gonna have the second restaurant. Yeah. Peruvian restaurant. So right. for me, that's my mission. Like, uh, wow. The more it is, the more people know this food, the greater it is. Yes. Because other people can bring products from South America, uh, the people who grow sabanero and jalapenos can grow aji amarillo because it actually it's a customer that's happy to pay for dollars a kilo. Yeah. yeah. All those things was just in my head, so this is good. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I met Alejandro. Then um, he came to visit me before he opened Pastuso because I had Halley House already happening as a Peruvian. They mm. changed from Mexican Chinese went to Peruvian really well, he was busy, so he came to check, and, and I said to him, no, this is so good, I'm doing home cooking. Right. Yeah, you guys are doing fine dining, Peruvian yeah. food, you know, and uh, yeah, until today, uh, obviously, uh, probably a year ago, that whole we lost touch, because I stopped doing South American food, mm. I was working a little bit at Rockpool, I was working for Sand Hill Road, and my last job was at Cumulus Group, so... And this just came out of the blue. It's a miracle. So <laughs> this thing happened. Yeah, yeah, it's a whole book I can write. Uh, so how did you meet these guys? Okay, here we go. Um, six months ago, uh, I got in, 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 I suffered from depression, big time. And every year is harder and harder. But it hit me only like a three weeks in a row, or sometimes four weeks. It hit me hard. Sometimes it happens just before... Um, after summer and before, I don't know why, it's something that happens all the time. So that happened to me six months ago. I got into depression big time. I know I was feeling it. Um, in the old days, I was able to 
balance that by drinking a lot because mm. I watch her too, but I don't drink anymore. So, so I was just dealing with the situation myself. But at the same time, um, my daughter, which is a teenager, was having a lot of troubles. She, she's try, to, trying to kill herself twice. It was a horrible time. I, was, I hit rock bottom. So I, I couldn't work at Cumulus anymore. I have to leave. I explained to them the situation. They were in shock, saying, wow, actually, we never heard something like that. But, uh, so I left because to deal with my depression and to help my ex-wife with my daughter. So I stopped working for nearly four months. Mm. So in that time, I look after my daughter, I start cooking, uh, I look after myself. I was uh, with my family, we, I came alive and everything went happy times again. And then when I said to a couple of friends, I'm ready to work, the last thing in my mind was, um, because I know very well that it's no South American restaurants, one of the guys that supply fruit and vegetable here said, uh, J- Justin, if you know someone, and he replied 20 minutes later, said, call this number. And I go, okay. And I say, what is it all about? Just, just call. That was all the message. Nothing about what is the job about this. So I called. And she told me straight away. Yeah, my name is, I'm opening a South American restaurant. And I'm looking for a head chef. <laughs> That was Tuesday and we met on Thursday. When I hung up, I just went upstairs. I looked at the, the, the heaven and I go, you, you want me to keep cooking South American food? Uh, and I went back, I digest information. And, um, and I, when I saw her, I said, yes, when she told me it's gonna be all about this. Oh, wow, I, I'm, I'm into it because there's no many opportunities to do what originally I want to do exactly wow. so um, but that's how we met and then we just connect straight away because she lives in South America she told me about Chile uh, I told her what I do Argentina Chile probably those three countries are so close to each other so similar in food especially Peru and Chile are mm. very very similar food wise yes Argentina bringing the steaks and the wines so just the perfect match to yeah. be honest so I said, no, I, I, I want to do this. And I've been here for the last six, six seven weeks. Six, seven weeks, right? Yeah. yeah. So uh, this is our third week opening. And yes. It's, it's been in every publication. So obviously yeah. people really were, were waiting for something like Yeah, this yeah. But that's what I'm trying to do. Like um, when I start researching about South American food, especially Peruvian, is... Food, when the Spanish came, they transformed it by bringing new ingredients. And then they took a lot of ingredients back to Europe. But what happened is then the mixture of the food they got here and the produce from the Andes and the coast of all South America, especially Peru, create new dishes. And then the Spanish got the Africans. They, instead of breaking rules and instead of messing everything around everybody just they arrive into Peru actually contribute to make it even better after the Africans arrived they got Asian Chinese and they contribute and then after they came the Japanese in massive numbers massive and then came the Italians 
So it's a it's a mixture that actually every every people who came from different country contribute more and more. Uh, to the point now that Peru is the only country that got Nikkei food, which is Japanese Peruvian. Yes. It's I've huge. Heard of that before, yeah. Uh, and and a lot of people say, How can you have Japanese Peruvian? And I said like any other country there was immigration from Japan to another country, but probably the only country in the world that actually Japanese say, I would change my cuisine to create something new yeah. with Peruvian products. And they're the one that show us how to eat fish properly, how to clean it, how to eat ceviche, no marinated for 10 hours, have to be actually cooked on the spot. Yes. You know? Now, a little kid, seven years old, if the ceviche is not raw, they go, no, that's wrong. But <laughs> when I grow up, traditional ceviche have to sit for five, 10 hours. Yeah. So the lemon juice actually cook through the fish. Yes. Uh, but the, the, the fusion, I think, was just incredible. And, and that's, again, one more point to, to go, I need to tell people this. Mm. You know, it's, 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 uh, I need to go and cook and say, look, this is the food that you're missing out. Yeah. So, what, so what's on the menu here? Does that represent all of that? Uh, yeah, yeah. I was talking about a couple of days ago to someone about the menu because it's been four years, so it's not the first time. So it's a little bit more balanced here. Yes. So it's expressing that way through the menu mm. and through the kitchen. I know what people like, what people maybe not just ready. So it's a well-balanced menu who actually was built probably for this part of the neighborhood too. Yes. Uh, but yeah, definitely we got those elements that South America is well known. It's potato, it's corn, it's chili, it's a seafood section like cevicheria, and we got the charcoal grill, which is the Argentinian cut, and we represent chili with the sauces, with the bananas. Uh, so it just basically is a very, very concentrated, not too confusing menu. And what we're cooking is pretty much allow the produce we buy, which is really good, just speak by itself. So you eat something like the corn cake, you go, oh, this is delicious. What you put on it? Almost nothing. You just grab the corn cob, take it, salt, pepper, cook it nicely, cut it for you, and serve it with the good olive oil with the good salt. Mm. I think that's basically this menu is representing that. It's representing Peru, Argentina, and Chile. And Obviously, my idea is to to be more global with South America. For me, it never was about to compete. For me, it was all about to contribute, yeah. always. And I always seen it like that. Probably that's the reason I never end up working for the big guys, because, um, because I've done it before. I know how it is to, I rock pool, I know what it is to work hard, hard, get money. It's just a ma- machine of making money. Good food, amazing service, two, three hats. But I said, I want to really do that for the next 20 years. Uh, still applying all those elements that I study, I know. I'm more Australian than Peruvian. I'm, I, I live more years <laughs> in Australia, I always say that. But my heart is Peruvian. Of course. Yeah. And I think those, those are very important things they actually express through the food. Yeah. Perfect. Thank you. No, no, it's all good. <laughs> um, I just need a photo of you. 